The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Mona Siddiqui, who is the Chief Data Officer, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, Mona. Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for asking me. This is going to be a great conversation. I'm excited. We are too. Welcome, Mona, and thanks for joining us. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at HHS. Sure. So I, by training, am both a data scientist as well as a physician. I have a background in operations engineering, and I've been in the federal government for about five years, most recently in the role as chief data officer for the department, but previously have also worked at CMMI and for the White House Social and Behavioral Sciences team. Well, great. So at the upcoming AI World Government event that's happening here in the Washington, D.C. area on June 24th through 26th, so for those of you who are listening to this before the event, we hope that you can join us at that event. This is a little preview of what's happening there. Of course, for those who are listening, there are going to be some big updates between the time that we've recorded this podcast and live podcast, so definitely pay attention to the show notes on this one. And maybe for those of you who are listening to this after the event, Mona, if you could tell us a little bit about some of the insights that you're going to be sharing at the conference on the use of AI and machine learning at uh, HHS, and perhaps maybe even some things that people can take away from the event. Sure. Well, you know, the department has really been taking a lead in how we're using data for really advancing patient care and not just using data internally, but also how we're making data available for our external partners. So my hope is to really bring some of those efforts to the forefront and also talk about how we are addressing developing the department's AI strategy moving forward. Okay, great. We're excited to hear that talk. So I know that part of your focus at HHS is on promoting open data and building an enterprise-wide data governance structure. Can you talk to us more about this project and, you know, tell us why it's important, why it came about, and then maybe some of the issues and struggles that you're facing to get this data out? Sure. Well, you know, I'll start by saying that before I ever came to HHS, I was a user of HHS's data. And so I've worked with both CMS data, I've worked with data from HRQ, and, you know, also realized that even as part of the federal government, the challenges of getting access to data sometimes and using that for research and analysis were the same as being outside the federal government. And one of the things that I really wanted to do in this role is focus on how do we make data available beyond the primary purpose of that data? How do we make data available for secondary uses? How do we enable better capacity of the department to connect information across the 29 different parts of HHS so that we're using the best information available to make decisions? That is a very large task and not something that is going to get completed within a year or two. It's really a long-term process. But we have to start by really working on the foundation of the department and the infrastructure that is required to enable that capacity. And I know right now there's so much focus on the sort of advanced analytic techniques and AI and everybody wants to move to that part, which I think is incredibly important. But we can actually have a robust AI strategy until we have a very solid foundation for how the department 
connect information. And our process has really been to first understand what is the current state of affairs? How is the department doing? What do we need to address? And we spent about six months doing that, what I say is really our customer engagement period, going out to the agencies within HHS, sitting down with both leadership and with frontline staff to understand what are their challenges, what are the problems that they're facing, and where can we help to take away some of those barriers. Having done that work, we then spent a fair amount of time looking at how other institutions are doing this work, both within the federal government, the state government, and in private sector organizations. We know that there isn't a really clear roadmap, and so it's very important for me that we learn from other organizations that are doing this work so that we're not starting from ground zero and we can really build upon the learnings from these other organizations. So from that work, we've really defined what the future state for the department should look like, both from a technology stack and what we need to build, but also from the organizational management. We hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you. If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast. The organizational management piece for how we connect data and the data infrastructure to the management of the department. That's great. Now, I know that our listeners are across the world, actually. We have quite a global audience and across many different industries, including a lot of public sector folks and as well as private sector folks in a wide range of industries. And and maybe a lot of them may not be familiar with HHS. Now, we mentioned a couple of acronyms as part of CMS. Oh, my apologies. (laughs) No, that's good. Well, as a matter of fact, maybe for the benefit of our audience, maybe people don't understand the scope of how big the Health and Human Services Department is in the United States and maybe in some of these different groups and the different kinds of things that are going on in HHS? Sure. So the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services is a $1.3 trillion organization that has 29 different units and about 90,000 employees. The 29 different parts of HHS include the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. It includes FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. It includes the CDC and NIH. It includes the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality and many, many other parts as well. And as a part of running some of the biggest programs, focused on health and human services in the country, we collect an enormous amount of information as a byproduct of running many of those programs. That's great. So following up on some of that, you know, of course, data is just fueling all of this. You know, it's fueling all of the innovation, not just, of course, as you mentioned, not just what's happening in artificial intelligence and machine learning, which is very data hungry and makes a lot of use of that. But of course, there's lots of things you can do just in general that don't really require all that much intelligence. But with regards to intelligence, that people are really looking forward to the use of these cognitive technologies you know, what future do you see AI and machine learning and these cognitive technologies playing with respect to healthcare and medicine and in general improving people's lives? 
You know, I think the use cases are many, both in the clinical side as well as in increasing operational efficiencies for health systems, repairs, for providers. So I think the applications are tremendous. Where I see us lagging behind is really in our infrastructure. Yesterday, I hosted a convening across HHS and brought in industry experts to really kick off developing the department's AI strategy. And our approach really is going to be to embed this in use cases to understand understand what are the current applications and learn from our industry partners. We also brought together our HHS colleagues for them to showcase what their current applications are as well. And to start by understanding and separating the hype from reality and then taking those learnings and saying, okay, how do we build the capacity for HHS to both begin to deploy potentially AI applications within the department, but also to build that capacity for our data to be used for applications by folks outside of HHS in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. And so that's, I think, going to be a big focus for us moving forward, both the internal piece as well as the external enablement of our data for use. Great. You know, we focus a lot on use cases at Cognolytica and on the podcast. Can you maybe share with us some of the use cases that you're most excited to see moving forward in the field of healthcare and medicine? Sure. So, you know, I think a case that was highlighted yesterday was around being able to target individuals who are at higher risk for diabetes complications. So I think that is a very clinically embedded case. There are also obviously applications for us within detecting fraud and abuse within the department. So I think there's a range of how we can apply these technologies. What we don't have right now is a data infrastructure to be able to do this as a routine thing. It's really sort of one-off cases. My focus is on how do we build that infrastructure for the department that this becomes more routine and so we don't have to reinvent processes every time. Mm-hmm. And there's also been a lot of sort of thoughts around data, data privacy. This has nothing really to do specifically with artificial intelligence and machine learning, but I think people are becoming more aware, more conscious about the use of data, the spread of data, some of the risks of data going the wrong way, or maybe people not realizing that they're consenting to the use of data. Have you had conversations within HHS maybe as part of this dialogue about how maybe some of the responsible and ethical and transparency and explainability and all those different aspects of the use of data for some of the things that you're trying to accomplish here for the benefit of citizens and people in the U.S.? Absolutely. I think that no conversation around data and data use and sharing can happen without privacy being a really central piece of that conversation from the beginning in our work. And I think HHS is also, I think, worth mentioning that our agencies are often governed by different statutes, and the data that resides within those agencies is governed by a different set of regulations. And so for us, and being able to harmonize those regulations across the department in order to be able to facilitate data sharing is a particular challenge. And in the report that we released last September, we spent a fair amount of time highlighting some of those regulatory issues that really are there to protect individual privacy, but sometimes because those interpretations aren't consistent across the organization, you know, we spend a lot of time on the legal aspects that prohibit the data sharing that could happen more quickly. And in fact, even in yesterday's conversation during our AI roundtable, there was a significant amount of conversation that was devoted to the question of both privacy as well as ethical use of this data. 
And in fact, our next roundtable that we are organizing for, I believe, in about the next few months will be focused just specifically on privacy. Great. Excellent. Yeah, it's great that, you know, you guys are thinking about that because as we continue to move forward with the age of big data and how people are using data, abusing data, not maybe understanding the full ramifications of it, it's great that it's at the forefront of what you guys are doing. Yeah. And, you know, I'll also say that for me, you know, what I've learned is one of the reasons why people are hesitant to share data, I mean, we say privacy, but it's really because we're protecting often the most vulnerable in our population. And while we're doing that, and it's so critically important that HHS is a leader in doing that, we also have to think about, you know, in what cases do we want to make sure that we're connecting information so that we're also addressing the needs of those who are most vulnerable. And that's a really fine balance, right? How are you both innovative and at the same time making sure that you are preserving the privacy of those individuals? And I think moving forward, you know, we have to have a very concentrated effort for this and looking at all of the different regulations and statutes that impact this. And I think the work that we do at HHS hopefully will be able to help inform the work that a lot of other organizations are also grappling with when it comes to data sharing. Yeah, that's great. And this actually is a great segue into my last question. What do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to corporations, governments, and beyond? You know, so I will flip that a little bit and I'll say that any technology for its own sake is probably not the place to start, right? We have to start with the questions that and the problems that we're trying to solve and then see what are the best tools to be able to address those. At the same time, like I said, I think we have to be really leaning into this and saying what are the places where we should be looking at potential applications. If you look at the challenge that CMMI, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation, has put out, it's about a $1.65 million prize to develop AI solutions that are more clinically oriented. That is the government taking a big leap forward and saying, you know, we want to understand what is working, what's not working, and how we might be able to apply to our existing programs. So, I think starting with the problem for me is the single most important thing and looking at making sure that we are as transparent about what is getting developed and deployed. From a government perspective, I think that's going to be critically important, especially within the healthcare domain. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, something we're definitely paying a lot of attention to. We've had some really great interviews also on our podcast. And for those of our listeners that are aware of our research in Cognolytica, we produce quite a bit of research on the adoption of AI and machine learning across a wide range of industries. We dug pretty deep into what's happening in healthcare, both on the public sector and private sector, especially around things like it's amazing how AI and machine learning is being it's making its way into things like radiology imaging. We just yeah. did a really interesting interview about that, right, Kathleen? Yeah, it is pretty interesting. And that's actually going to be coming up in more detail in our augmented healthcare report that's right. coming out. And that's actually going to be timed really well with this podcast. Yeah. For those of you are listening, we're actually just adjust, <laughs> we're adjusting this podcast. You know, I'll, I'll say this also. A lot of what I'm hearing right now from leaders at health systems is that they're seeing a lot of advances, obviously, in the radiology space, but also a lot of applications in their back office management. Of course. And I think, again, because those data integration pieces are so much easier there, we're seeing those advances in that area first. Likewise for us within fraud and abuse detection, that's Mm -hmm. kind of where we're seeing the leading edge for the work in AI. 
Absolutely. And again, as I think the data integration happens in other places, hopefully we'll be able to see those gains. Yeah, I think that's great because those follow some of the patterns. And as a matter of fact, for our listeners, again, you've heard some of our patterns of AI, and those are both what Mona was just talking about, which is fraud detection is part of the identifying anomalies and patterns in data. Machine learning is really good at that. Predictive analytics, and of course, the stuff we're talking about, the recognition pattern, and hyper-personalization, the whole idea of hyper-personalized medicine, and all these other aspects of autonomous systems. We know that departments and agencies like the HHS are looking at things like cognitive automation to help with with back back office office operations and the other patterns like goal-oriented systems and patterns around conversational, the chatbots and things like that. These are all great patterns that can be adopted across all of that. So Mona, really, we thank you so much for joining us on this podcast, providing some amazing insights into what's happening in the future. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group, and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.